Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Hearts Club with this week's guest, uh, oh god, Miles Chapman. this week because I have got longtime Stupid Hearts Club favourite, although he's not my favourite, Miles Chapman. From the off, we rub each other up the wrong way and generally try to uh, degrade each other. There's a lot of affection underpinning um, the putrid stuff that we throw at each other, but nevertheless, it is also sort of horrible. That said, I've got to say, we always have a good chat. We we have a better chat in the podcast than we ever have in real life because we've just spent all of our time being as stupid as possible. But that's fun, isn't it? That's the sort of thing that happens when you hang around other people that uh, love and have made comedy. And I think Miles has got probably the most awful, inappropriate deeply dark sick sense of humor of anyone i know and i would i would put matt in a similar bracket but with miles it just comes out of nowhere you're just minding your own business and you'll get a, a whatsapp and where it goes to is just grim and then i immediately reply like as if i'm just disgusted at what a putrid soul he is but immediately I'll try and think of something worse. And on we go. Like silly, silly, silly little boys at school. Absolutely pathetic. One thing that I love about having Miles on the show, and there aren't many, but one thing that I do love about it is that you can guarantee, firstly, that he won't have full control of his understanding of the basics of the audio of being a guest. I think we deal with it quite well. We fixed it quite near the beginning. There may be a little bit of echo that you can hear me on his side a little bit, but I think it's mainly 
okay because mainly one of us is talking and not neither of us ever shut up so i'm sorry if there's a a, a little bit of delay slapbacky shit going on the other thing is that miles thinks nothing of recording the podcast in an open enough space where there could be other people walking around including his um bell end of a dog charlie who uh whose bark is uh one of the, one of the worst noises i've ever heard and charlie it took me a while to win charlie round he is an aggressive loud barker you know that sort of bark you get well you'll hear it to be honest you'll hear it so i apologize for anyone for whom a sudden barking dog is a uh, an oral oral trigger it's coming up at some point i won't tell you when just to make it more fun some tell me in the comments whether you think i'm being unreasonable expecting someone to go and record a podcast maybe in a separate room from where there might be a barking dog or you might listen to it and think uh what a tit why doesn't he go in like a back bedroom or you know just go somewhere where there's no one else and record it there nobody is going to be able to change that because as as miles says himself he, he can't control his own brain so enjoy the episode let's face it from two men who if i'm honest neither of us can really control our own brains and it's for that reason that i forgive him ladies and gentlemen miles chapman He's a tit, but he's my friend. He's a bit of a bellend. Miles Chapman. Say that again. I said, I've got the headphones plugged in, but for some reason, they're just not, it's just not coming through the headphones. Maybe you need to select, are you on a Mac? Are you on a Mac? I am on a Mac, yeah. If you go to... Apple system preferences sound. Hang on a minute. Uh, sound, yeah. Then go to. Oh, then um, go to hang on. I've got out input output. I've got an internal microphone built in. I've got USB codec, which is the one I'm on. Right. So so output. Go so on output. output. Yeah. Go on output. Just sort of maybe. Go sub, to, sort of maybe sub. So not internal speakers. Then go to the other one. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Right, let me try. Got that. it. Can you hear me? Oh, One. that's much better. Yeah, that's what it was. That's much, much better. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, fantastic. There we go. We're right, we're up and running. Well, that's been that's obviously been the problem every time. Yeah, well, at least we've discovered it. Well, I've discovered it. No. <laughs> oh, God. Already, already you're annoying me. We have this, they've fucking been on for like one minute. Are you recording this? Yeah. Oh. God. Why didn't you discover anyway, that earlier? Because I'm no good at tech. You know that. You should be. You were, used to be a musician. Well, that's, what's that got to do with it? Well, I thought you'd be like you don't, the two aren't mutually. No, the two aren't mutually inclusive. Exclusive. Look at Rick Rubin. Exclusive. Look at Rick Rubin. Inclusive is where you include everyone. 
<sighs> exclusive is uh, where you exclude okay, everyone. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. I'm not here for a fucking English lesson. You know. Uh, I'm just saying it's, it's literally you know that's my weak spot it's literally like you've got no legs and every time I meet up with you I make you walk up the stairs <laughs> just to see if you can fucking do it no you know I can't because I'm no good at it just try and then I berate you because yet again you fail <laughs> <laughs> god oh, anyway I've this... just uh, hello everyone I've just before we start I've just what? noticed that I'm down as Rug May on, on the clean feed uh, mic name which is amusing yeah um, well, for any, anyone who's oh. new, well, well, we'll get to nicknames in a minute. But we, we, uh, Miles yeah. Chat. This is Miles Chapman that you're listening to now, and the Hello. reason Miles is on this week is because having done a a quite somber uh, chat about uh, Philip Schofield, which is going to be only on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to go and listen to that. Uh, I have my own views on that, by the way. Okay. But the reason you're on is because I need to show my silly side again. After Good. being... Uh, yeah. Trying to talk about that maturely and sensibly and just talking about the cesspool of showbiz for for an hour yeah. and a half mm-hmm. and all that, like in the wider context of it all. I just thought, right, let's get back to classic Stupid Hearts Club lols. Yeah. And let's phone Rug up and uh, give him some grief until until you desperately need want to get away, and then I'm gonna or, I'm gonna or, de- do... or desperately need a piss, which is usually after about half an hour, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, I wonder if we could set some things like now. If that happens, why don't you like yeah. let me finish my sentence before you just go? I'm going for piss. But no, I can't because because my brain doesn't let me do that. Your brain doesn't let you. No. Okay. Right. So, rug rug May is just because. Oh no, it's not even May, is it? It's June. No, it's May and June. You got that wrong. Yeah. All right. Good. I fucked that. Rug. It should be rug June. Rug June. And yeah. of all the nicknames I've ever had for you, rug feels like the one. It it is. It, I've got to admit, it's the, it's the most consistent. It's the one that stayed around for the longest, isn't it? Is it the one that you say to yourself, rocking backwards and forwards on the floor when you, when you haven't seen me for a bit? Yeah, rugs naughty. Rugs got no friends. Rug sorry. Yeah. Rug sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because he misses Uh, the he misses the he misses the boys and girls playing with the choo choos on him, doesn't he? It does. I do really miss it. Yeah. I I miss being pushed into the stinging nettles. Yeah. He he miss he misses uh, rug misses um, having the dog lick his paw on him, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, Rug just sits in the paddling pool of stagnant water crying. Poor old wet Rug. Poor old wet Rug. There is a Rug shop near me in Hove, and I think it's called Rug World or World of Rugs or something like that. I'll Mm. take a picture of it. And sometimes I stop and look in the window and look at all the little carpet samples and wherever the word Rug is, and I just stand looking at it laughing, thinking about you. That's honestly true. The thing is, it, it, <laughs> so it, it, stupid. It's, it, it, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'd imagine that when you're doing yeah, that, I feel like I do every now and then like a weird little, a weird little electric shock through me, like a head zap, and I think that's when you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we yeah. we developed some sort of horrible kind of symbiotic, like twins, 
like if if one of you uh if one of them lives in another country and has an accident the other one will get will have pain yeah exactly i think we basically the... abuse each other so much that now we are like linked by energies that science has yet to discover <laughs> Like those um, those bizarre uh, black girl twins that developed their own language. Do you read about that? It was no. years ago. No. Yeah, so these two girls were brought up in a very sort of a controlling environment, hardly ever allowed out, didn't really, weren't allowed to socialise with other people. I should really look up who they are, but basically they, right. because because they were stuck together and it was a really un, deeply unhealthy setup, they developed their own language. Amazing. Yeah. Fucking nutty, because they had no reference point. Yeah, uh, so. let, let's see if you can um, for the next time see if you can find any of their their lingo I will because we'll, be we'll do an entire podcast using their lingo but um, yeah. I'm imagining that that's like probably that was like a grim thing so they had a secret code so that they let could me, uh, let me see if I can find it well mm. you carry on talking uh, so talk about? everyone uh, some things you should know about Miles um, while he googles this thing God only knows what he's putting in the search terms but um, Miles the um, Gibbons June and Jennifer Gibbons there we go uh, the silent twins they only communicated with each other in a uh, sped up Bajem Creole making it impossible for people to understand them. sped up wow yeah that's incredible really? isn't it I yeah. urge you not to Try and recreate what that might sound like. So, Miles, uh, how do we describe you? Barely a man. Well, well. Can I can I take issue with any of these descriptions? Am I supposed to sit here and agree with it? Well, I'll I'll just lay them out, and you you tell me which ones seem fair. Okay. Miles, I guarantee it will be none of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles Chapman is barely a man. But okay. um, but funny things occasionally happen in his brain that come out of his mouth. Um, he's unable to control his hands, his legs, and his tongue. Uh, he can cook like a, a professional chef, but he does not know um, where the system preferences are for audio MIDI in his computer. Is that fair? I think that's very fair. Good drummer. Um, yeah. Have you done any oh, drumming lately? Uh, I, do you know what? I, I haven't actually done in a band. Oh, no, I have actually. I've, I've joined this sort of local band that's a bit of fun called Midweek Crisis. It's been a lot of fun. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good name, isn't it? Uh, right. And uh, yeah, it's all sort of 40, 50 somethings just playing a load of songs they want to play. I don't think there's any great uh, need to do any gigs, although they have done some in the past. Um, so I think it's just meeting up once every month and making a noise for a few hours in a studio it's been good yeah um what kind of songs feel right for midweek crisis um pump it up elvis casario attractions uh um what else have we got in there we've got get what you give by the new radicals oh yeah um yeah it's quite quite a nice little i'll read out the song list if, if you can be bothered listen but um but that's been good i've also been doing a few drum lessons as well which has been nice to get back yeah, that, yeah that, that sounds like that sounds all right. That. It does. It's passing on, you know, just helping others. It's nice to see people develop and teach them something. You know, it's it's a nice feeling. It's sort it's sort of giving back in a way, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like seeing someone enjoy <laughs> learning something that unlocks something for them. That's what yeah. I got when I did that film course. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do to try and get more teaching, and it's sort of like you know, just like doing whatever's in front of me at the moment. I've got a bit, yeah. of, bit of writing on, bit of freelance, bit of comedy, just fucking doing whatever's in front of me. But yes, yeah, so we can. Um, yeah. I am going to talk to some bloke from Brighton University soon, who who wants to give me a chat and some talk about how you get into lecturing and stuff. Yeah, good idea. Because that'd be nice. Yeah. Because there's a sort of, uh, you know, standing up and talking and being passionate about something, that, that feels like something that would be nice to do. Yeah, that's a very good... Well, I've got a friend, I'm not going to say who he is, so I don't want to sort of uh, you've made put him them in up. the spot, but he's, um, <laughs> he's doing an MA in comedy writing. Oh, yeah? What, you mean he's yeah. actually so on the... the course or he's running the course? No, 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 he's on the course. So that these courses do exist, obviously, and you, you could be perhaps shooing for the sort of people they need to teach it or be part of it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I must say, uh, bless him, but like, fucking hell, not being funny, but do you think it's worth it? Well, I, I thought that. I think he's naturally very funny. He's a really funny guy. Because I, I, I don't know what they teach. You can't teach someone to be funny. Simply, you're either funny or you're not. Hmm. What you can teach someone is... You know how to properly write a script. You know needs and wants of characters and all that sort of thing, and how scenes play out and how you plot storylines and characters. And oh yeah, you could definitely you, you could do. definitely learn but, like the thing, yeah. but it's just whether or not it's fucking you know gonna lead to like a viable world job yeah. life. Well, you know absolutely. I mean, a, a funny script's a funny script, regardless of they're not gonna turn around. So hang on a minute, you didn't do a course and were interested in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's either funny or it's not. Mm. Well, it's either brilliant or it's not. Anyway, it's by the by. He's enjoying it, and that's the main thing. So, um, good for him. But I was going to say, um, oh, I don't know what I was going to say. It's my brain. Do you want? Do you want to do? Um, do you want to do? Because uh, I'm itching to get these out. Do you want to do uh, nicknames? No, I want you to remember what you were going to say. I can't. I can't <laughs> remember what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. No. No. Oh no. No. What? I see what I was going to say. Give him back. And I've also. Uh, joined um, what's they joined have become part of a volunteer group called the Hitching Pantry which is absolutely brilliant what they do is they go to Waitrose and M&S and they at about 8 o'clock of an evening they put all their best before food out oh yeah uh, that's probably going to be flung we pick it up in a van and we go back and sort it all and then people can come and pick it up and use it so it kind of takes off the I wouldn't say humiliation but perhaps the slight embarrassment of a food bank it feels a lot more palatable in some ways you what, and you sell it at, you sell it to them at a marked up price oh yeah god yeah we make a profit on it yeah double <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it's free it's free I think well, it's free I think they pay like a, a certain amount each month and they just get access to it but it's really reasonable and um, yeah it's yeah. great and I, I, that it makes me so happy that sort of thing because like you a, find it funny yeah 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 You're laughing at I, people I, I taunt people with my uh, beluga caviar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> sit there uh, sipping with a naked with a with a cravat on, drink yeah. eating little um, bellinis with smoked salmon on them and sipping Smoke. sipping yeah. finest champagne and and eating chicken chicken nuggets covered in gold leaf <laughs> because I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really nice. Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to do, and you know, it makes you see another side of society and, and people that are really struggling because sometimes you read yeah. about it but you don't actually see it you know so it's um it's yeah it's it's thing. weird to know where uh, it's hard to know 
just how many households and what we we already know like forever that there's like people who are skint and really yeah. like have fallen through the cracks but it's trying to get your head round is like what what kind of jobs are people doing where they've actually got like a quite a normal life and should be getting mm. by and the things that have changed have fucked it and pushed people into yeah like people i, I feel on. like i've been pretty close you know but like as soon as i've got like enough money for me to not not be stressed that week i will immediately be spending it on things that i probably shouldn't be because then in a month you'll be more skint you know like you'll yeah. be skint sooner than you should be if you were really careful you know buying coffees and fucking at least one well, at least one meal a day is like when you're out and about like and it might yeah. even just be a fucking grilled sandwich uh whatever i don't i don't like go mad but I don't stop myself from like oh, I've got hangover today. I'll just quickly go around the corner and get a pizza, which is gonna sit and have the pizza with a coke, and that'll be like eighteen quid. Yeah. And it's like the bottom line is you could. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You you obviously we all know you could go and buy like a jar of pesto and some pasta and like yeah. some courgettes, and you could eat that for three or four days for your dinner, and that might be like I don't know four or five quid. That means that you're having yeah. carbs three days running, and just like have like a banana for your breakfast, and you know, tins of soup or whatever. Like you can, you can like live quite cheaply. But I think I'm 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 I'm, put, I'm hanging myself out to dry here. But we, what you buy when you go shopping, and even like where I live, like the difference between like the little co-op over the road, it's just nearer and it's mm. smaller and even easier to navigate. So when I go, oh, I just want tonight's tea, I just go in there. But I know for a fact that I'm paying more than the Tesco's, which is like an extra five minutes the other way. Yeah, And yeah, it's absolutely. like, the Tesco's is massive and I don't really want to deal with it. So this lazy fucking idiot thing just kicks in where you go over the road and you'll pay like... Yeah. 450 for something you could get for three quid up the road like yeah I don't know. well that you know and then that's that's but some people don't have that choice but don't have that option what if they do but if they yeah, do exactly. it then they're fucked so at the end of the month they've got I literally got nothing and i can't i can't think of anything more i wouldn't i wouldn't say the word humiliating because that's wrong i i just no, think it's stressful sort of, it's stressful than and knowing it is. you have to go to a food bank it's yeah, Ooh, no, there are. Look, I mean, it's really. No, I just it shouldn't be. You should. No one should be doing that, especially people in full-time employment. Yeah. Who are having to go to food banks? What the fuck is that all about? I know. It's Absolutely horrific. Fucking bananas. And, yeah, um, it's completely mad. Complete madness. Mm. You know, and I, I, in fact, I've been, um, I've been temping recently, uh, at um, uh, a well-known or a couple of well-known car garages or dealerships. And uh, you know, and they're coming in. They're they're, they're sort of high end lux cars, and they've been coming. And pe- a lot of people are spending a lot of money on cars. Mm. And you know, it does show the opposite end of that. And it doesn't leave um, a bad taste in my mouth because you know I don't know what their circumstances are. They might be giving back as well. So you know, you can't make assumptions about anyone. And no, you know, yeah, if you've got disparity a lot of, money, is... of course you're gonna. Yeah, it's 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 startling. You know, it's like Christ. These people can afford to spend 70 grand in a car mm. for their wife, whereas these people can't afford to put a meal on the table. Yeah, you know, right, it feels it? entirely wrong. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. So how often I'm do you do that? I'm not blaming those people. Uh, well, so, uh, whenever well they it sort of is their fault. Well, it's about three or four times a week. Really? Oh, no, what do you mean? The the, the, the dealership or the, no, no, the food the, bank? The food bank stuff. Oh, once a week. Once, once a week. Mm. One evening a week, yeah. Well, fair play, yeah. man. You know, it's a good thing to do, and uh, 
Yeah, and it's also it's, it's also local. It feels like it's a, a local community thing as well, which is mm. good. Um, but yeah, there we go. Anyway, do you want to get onto the uh, nicknames? I've got some good ones here. Well, what what are the what's the context of the nicknames then? None. Just I've made some up. You said come ready with some nicknames. No, I mean let's tell them for for, oh. for new people. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, basically, yeah. So, Miles and I have got an awful sort of. Uh, typically male uh mean wind each other up call each other names and basically constantly tell each other how vile the other one makes us feel and all that right <laughs> very very funny and it's a it's a big stress reliever in my life so yeah. uh now and again we come up with uh, silly names for each other and uh, i don't know if yeah. i i don't know if i've given you many lately no, the one another enduring one has been Shame Wheel, which I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, Shame Wheel. Shame, shame Wheel's brilliant. Um, I and, and I think that there's a, there's a rule to these. They can't be just like you know, dirty shit. Wasn't it? They've got yeah, to be. Yeah. There's got to be a sort of a hidden meaning behind them. That you know, they they, could, they don't necessarily be. The, the name itself is not necessarily offensive. It's the hidden meaning behind it means something. So for one, I really enjoy it at the moment. You read it's a brand new one mm -hmm. and something that really annoys me. Neighbours Ball. <laughs> so that's your name for me this week. Yeah, so you know... We usually you do one a week, don't we? Go, right, okay, this week you're you're going to be called, and I might say, Pigeon Feed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Neighbours Ball. You know when someone just <laughs> comes over the fence and you just find <laughs> an old old piece of ball? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Le yeah, Neighbours Ball. Yeah, see, it's not necessarily... That's not an offensive term, but in terms of what it represents, it's quite see, horrible. I like think there is a... an old ball that exactly. you don't need in your that's garden. That's it, that's it. It's like, it's the, it's the thing, it's the thing that whatever whatever the name we give each other, it's sort of something that just feels like something just a bit crap or useless or yeah. just just sort of... Irritated or unwanted or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I had a good one for you last week. I like I like Neighbours Ball, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, meal Replacement. Meal Replacement's great. <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> I sent you... I sent you... I, uh, right, basically, if I'm walking down the street, right, the, the times when I think about you are when I see the rug shop and I just laugh at the word mm. rug and think about you being in, stuck in the window, like rolled up with all the carpets... <laughs> but then I was in I was like say like in a queue at a post office or in like Ryman's and there'll be like some like crap little products or whatever like that are just sort of there that you're supposed to, you know like the you know and so like one of them there's like a row there was a row in this really cheap little like pound shop of slim fasts so mm. I took a photo of uh, a little a little cut, uh, like a, a tub of slim fast cafe latte <laughs> and I sent it to you and and called you and said, look, if this is if you were a meal, and then I'd be say, meal replacement. Yeah, and your, you, name, you, your name's meal replacement. So I've got quite a few. I'm going to read them out. Obviously, we won't go into any great detail. But my favourite, my personal favourite, was was uh, neighbour's ball. But I'll read them out. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, cold tub. Yeah, that's all right. Power cut. Power cut's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Dead. Dead stock. Dead stock's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Invercar. Okay. <laughs> uh, penalty notice. Penalty notice is a good one. Yeah, bad se bad seed, and old coat. That's old coat. Old coat. Yeah. Well, I think neighbours balls up there for me. I, I really like neighbours ball. 
You called me watering can the other day. <laughs> watering can? I didn't know. <laughs> and um, I liked it because even though that's not, it's sort of not a... Uh, it's not, it's not like, offensive in any it's way. It's offensive, weird. but it's yeah. just like, that's all you are. <laughs> and, and like, it's that thing with a watering can that uh, if it's a bit breezy, you might hear it sort of like go along a bit on the concrete. Yeah. And it'll just and, make an insignificant little noise or it might, weak wind will make it fall over. That's the other yeah. thing about a watering also, can. Also, you know that the watering can, like everyone's watering can, the rose has gone missing on the end. So it's just when you walk the plants, it's like a deluge and just fucking kills them as soon as it hits the water, hits the plant. Um, sick bowl, I called you the other day. I think that's quite a good one. What, what was it again? Sorry, you broke up there. Sick bowl. Sick bowl is a really good name. And that is, that's a, dep- I think that's one of the most grim sights, isn't it? And I've, I've done it with my children. I remember as a kid, there used to be like a pink washing up bowl when yeah, I was yeah. ill. Mum used to put by the side of my bed with some dettle in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just... You know, and you just feel absolutely shocking. There's something really grim about a bed with a towel on the floor with a bowl on top in there, someone laying in bed. You just know exactly what's going on. It's horrible. That towel makes me feel safe, though, because it's like... (laughs) As as horrible as being sick is, it's the shame of ruining the things, isn't it? I know, I know. Like, a proper proper mum will will towel the shit out of the immediate surrounding area. And then sick bowl can do its job without fear of <laughs> of soiling everything. Now, as I've got a weird, do you, do you ever? This is this is um, complete non sequitur, but well, I suppose it's slightly linked. Do you ever get sort of um, uh, like hear a piece of music or some sort of sensory reminder that takes you straight back to a time when you weren't well or a bad experience or perhaps a good experience? So, like we know that the quickest oh, yeah. wormhole is smells. You know, you smell a perfume on someone that reminds you of an old girlfriend. It's like, whoa, and it makes your stomach sort of lurch. You think, mm. God, I haven't smelt that in years. When I, I remember being having some sort of bug when I was a kid and, and having the bucket and everything else. And I remember my mum had gone out and bought on LP Rodrigo's Guitar Concerto. I remember her playing... <laughs> I don't know. I don't, and I remember her playing it downstairs in the lounge and I could hear it wafting up the stairs. And I tried the other day and I put it on. As soon as I hear it, I could literally feel myself getting sick. It's so visceral. It really, really makes me feel nauseous. That's it's got a weird such one. a such a weird throwback to when I was, and I remember being really ill, and I remember it was the first time as a kid I've been properly sick. And you know, when you're a kid, you just can't cope with being ill, like an adult. Like everything's just. And I remember being so ill and just being really, really awful. But uh, yeah, what's that tune there? Don't play it, but can you hum it? Uh, um, but it's, it's it's sort of there's quite a few there's quite sort of quite a few um, parts to it. But there's um, uh, <laughs> every time I hear I'm just it, imagining you like I, in the seventies being ill. Yeah, and I remember just I can literally feel my gills going green. You know, it's horrible. It's really, really horrible. I had, I had a funny version of that the other day. Uh, so I tried to tell a story. I had uh, Jessica Nappett on last week. She's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Really funny, right? And w- she was asking me, when's the last time that you and a friend had something where <clears throat> when you saw something and you just lose it, like laughing, and like in real life, you know? And I was like, oh, I, t- I couldn't remember a recent one, although it must happen. Because like we would, we would 
walk around and fucking like laugh at shit and be horrible and whatever. But um, yeah. so I was trying to remember. I was trying to tell her this story where in 1998, 99 ish, I was working at a company in Manchester, and I the way I told the story, but as I remembered it, was that I went in a news agent with my mate Neil. And to try and make him laugh, I reached up to the porn mags, right? As if I was going to get one and like, you know, as if that was normal on a working day to just buy a porn mag, right? Just to make him laugh. But what happened was, at the same time as I reached up, a woman came and stood next to me with two kids. And I knocked all the porn mags off the shelf, right? (laughs) And, And I was basically doing that thing. It's almost like you look like you've got four hands trying to catch them all. And they were landing on the floor and like falling open so that the the children could see porn. And I, I basically, and Neil was like laughing his head off. So I was saying that was really funny. And then later on, after the episode went out, I was like, wait a minute, I've forgotten something. The reason the reason it was f- so funny is because as I was trying to catch the porn mags f- falling, the song, um, let me let me see what it's called, a rap song called enjoy yourself by a plus and hempstead high was playing <laughs> right and and it's the one that goes so like you've got this man trying to catch porn from falling on the floor in front of children and like that just that moment where like to him it must have looked like the funniest fucking thing he's ever seen because it sort of looked like I was like David Copperfield doing a magic act, you know, with music. Yeah. But that 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 story just... is never funny said out loud. But I don't think I've ever laughed more in my life. Like we laughed for about fucking six hours. Yeah, I love it when you. T- I, it, it's not that often that I bet you know when you just have uncontrollable laughter, where the world around you ceases to make any sense. You're just literally in the moment of absolute hysterics. You yeah. can't cannot shake it off and i'm trying to remember the last time i really 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 properly laughed um i I rarely barely laugh at anything on television you know i laugh but i don't know that and i think that's the same for most people i think uncontrollable hysterics are normally things that Mm. happen to you that just completely in real life that are just completely ridiculous um and i but i do remember when i can for some reason i just remember so much when i was a kid going back to a kid again one of the most, and it still comes back to me. I remember the first time I proper belly laughed when I was at school. There was a kid at school called Barry Stag, and uh, <laughs> my mate Duncan. I was in, I was in the junior school. Come, ran over and said, "Quick, quick, Barry Stag's pretending to be a dog," and Barry Stag, <laughs> right? Barry Stag had completely stripped off in the playground and was licking water out of a puddle. And I remember. <laughs> And I remember just watching this, and I remember being so apoplectic with hysteria. I literally couldn't control myself. I was like helpless. You know, like it feels like if someone's removed all your all your nerves and your bones. You just can't control anything. And I remember Mrs. Proud, the teacher, came out and said, "Stag, what on earth are you doing, you stupid boy?" Like that, and dragging him away. And I remember pulling him up, and he all had loads of gravel and dirty water around his mouth. And oh, it was amazing. the reason that I don't know why he was doing it. I think that's what amused me. Why is Barry Stagg stripping off and pretending to be a dog? The, but it's the best amazing. bit is that, that that is so good that 
that's it. It's it's inspired yeah. a child to run off and find other kids to tell that it like you can't fucking miss yeah. this. That's what yeah, that's what school's all about. Pretends of, yeah, it is absolutely. I don't know if you uh, have you ever read Law of the. I think I might mention this before. Law of the Playground. No, I remember that yeah, there was so a TV Lord, show with Reese Thomas and all that. There was, yeah. So Law of the Playground was a was a site. What was a website called? It's right up your street called Disappointed. In fact, it's still there. This is this is sort of two thousand and four, five. I mean, really long, long time ago. Mm. And this guy called. He just known as Log set it up, um, and part of this site was a thing called uh, Law of the Playground. And what it was, people would send in their stories of what happened to them at school and people they met at school and things that happened. And it is the, it is just the best read ever. And off the back of that, a book came out called Law of the Playground, like a toilet read, you know. But yeah, yeah. the problem with that is it's been really sanitised and watered down. So once some of the really yeah. dark, awful stories that we all know from school were sort of removed. Um, but it is well worth seeking out. Law, if you type in Law of the Playground, it's still on. Well, there's come some, on again and we'll, 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 we'll uh, note some and then read them out. Yeah, some of them are <clears> just <throat> absolutely brilliant. I mean, you, it must have been the same at your school. You would. Oh, there's always an incident that yeah. you'll never forget. And this wasn't the same, yeah. but... Uh, there's a lad at our school, and he got a lot of shit. I look back and I think he didn't get treated well, but he sort of invited it. Right. Uh, he was really annoying, but he probably got picked on because he looked a bit odd, right? Yeah. And he had big, you know, like someone's got a bit of a big head. It's like a waterhead, like a. <laughs> it's got a lot. Of, it's like it's ju- like it's juicy, like a pear. Yeah. And uh, but he would he would annoy people. No, maybe knowing that they're going to punch him. So it's a bit, it's a bit odd that you know. Like now, as an adult, you think that what's that saying? That's strange. But anyway, I still want to laugh at it because his name was. Oh, shall I say his name? I said Barry Stagg. Well, all right. any... well, I am going to say his name, and there's a reason yeah. I'm going to say his name. His name's Daniel Bunting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just... <laughs> right. Oh, that's an incredible name. But the reason. Wow. I... The reason I'm saying his name is because the thing that's weird is he got all the he got he did get we used to call it getting digs. He didn't get like beaten up, but he would always end up getting digs, which meant you got your arms punched, like a dead you, arm. You, or, yeah, you'd done yeah, something, yeah. and now someone's going to pin you down and give you a dead arm. Yeah. But one day, and it can't it can't have been his fault, but we we're all playing football, and a pigeon came flying. <laughs> oh, here we go. Charlie. Right. Person's gone by. Charlie, nobody there, dear. Nobody there. Carry on. Go on. I love nobody there. Nobody there. Nobody there. Go on. No, I'm not going to keep talking until he fucks off. What a cunt. (laughs) He's not a cunt. Just so you know, everyone, this happens every time. I can't help having a dog. What do you want to do? Sell a his mouth up or something? Yes. Just in case you slightly get the ump. Well, you know, or you could do the podcast where there's not a barking dog. Well, I can't. I, I, what do you want to do? Lock him in the airing cupboard? I'm allowed to run around his own house. No, you can lock you in the airing cupboard. Oh. Anyway, go on. You stop now. Daniel Bunting. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Hang on. Give us one second. Hang on. Unbelievable. Right. Stop it. Nobody there, Charlie. Nobody there. 
Go on. Daniel Banting. Brilliant name, by the way. Playing football. So playing football, yeah. I'd say 1986. Pigeon swoops down. Daniel Bunting instinctively kicks the air like tries to kick the pigeon. He kicks the pigeon's head off. <laughs> like like yeah. clean off. Like it was still flying. And its head went one way and the pigeon went the other and then it sort of like wriggled about and obviously ended up dying. But everyone just jumped on him and started giving him digs. Ran after him. Bunting, you fucking cunt. <laughs> you fucking kicked the head off a pigeon and then <laughs> had to run away from about 15 kids. <laughs> now, I, wait. He's now a Tory MP. No! Well, with a name like that, that feels... I'm actually going to Google to see if he still is one, but he, he certainly was. Well, he's, if he was, he's still going to exist on the internet somewhere, isn't he? Daniel Bunting, MP. Uh, oh, I've got Barrister here. Unless he's become a barrister. Uh, he, was, he was Dan Bunting. Oh, ba Dan Bunting, and Barrister. Uh, maybe that seems like a, a neat no, no. segue. Daniel Bunting, public sector, go. UK government. There we go, got him. Yeah. No, no picture of his face. He's probably had his his head kicked off. Uh, but I was going to say he's probably it, just a headless pigeon there. <laughs> like, without judging the fact that he was a child then, and you know, obviously, like people getting treated not nicely at school isn't great. But the fact that he has become a Tory MP is sort of perfect. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, that's absolutely kicking the head of a pigeon. I mean that. But you can't that's a, that's you can't beat when for the Tories, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When when um, when a kid does something out, outrageous at school, like can you remember like kids uh, in the middle of a lesson going. I remember a lad opening the window in, and just jumping out. <laughs> just fucking like two or three, <laughs> two or three stories up, but it's like grass oh, below. I was going to say it wasn't on the ground floor. He had a no, no, no. fair it's way to fall. Jesus, easily the first floor. But like you know, let themselves down a bit. You know, you're trying to sort of like get down the window frames to be a bit lower down, and then and then just jump down and then just fucked off somewhere, and everyone's cheering and clapping because <laughs> they've like escaped. <laughs> we had um, oh god, we had some absolute lunatics at our school. There was a there was a young lad, or young lad, he was when I joined Simon Bertwistle. He, uh, he's, that's a good name, isn't it? His dad was a vicar, but he was a he was a fucking head case. And I remember we used to play football, and I was terrified, fucking terrified of him. And you, as you, when you're that age, someone just presents themselves as being hard and lunatic, you just accept it. So you know, he was like, oh, everyone was terrified of him. And I remember being in goal, we playing football, and he, I remember he ran towards me, and go, if you say this, you're fucking dead. <laughs> So oh, obviously I, I didn't say. I mean, and when I didn't say, Chairman, you wanker! How did you miss that? I couldn't win. Uh, the worst possible situation to be in. Oh dear. Horrible. If you say this, Chapman, you're dead. Yeah, it's classic, <laughs> though, isn't it? That's yeah, horrible. Boys. Yeah, really, really horrible. What was the uh, what was the cool gear that you had to be seen wearing at school when oh, you were a bit yeah. older than me? Yeah. So I I was right. So when I first joined. It was kind of it was right in the midst of the sort of two tone scar scene. So seventy nine, so it's when Madness are out and the specials and the beat and you know 
UB40 if you want to call it that, but I mean, everyone's textbooks were covering Walt Jabsco and the Beat Girl and the Madness logo and all that sort of thing. And then people would wear like brogues and stay press and granddad cardigans and that sort of thing. And then that, and then there was a little bit of a skinhead vibe going on as well. Some people wear DMs and um, a little bit of, you know, badges on blazers, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then you, you would get the sort of like the darker people that are more into sort of like Bauhaus and there was sort of like that. But what what it did roll into in about 82, 83 was the casual scene. Yeah. So, and that, and that was sort of like a, sort of like a, it's sort of an afterbleed of the mod scene, really. The, mm. the mod sort of neatly segued into the casual gear because it was all about Italian fashion and mm. cool-looking sportswear and looking smart all the time. And I remember people turning up with, like, Aless and Fia stuff and yeah. Sergio Toschini and Gabici, and it was all about Farrah trousers yeah. and the right trainers. And, you know, yeah. but you know the Farrah cords where you would... I had a pair, a sky blue pair, and you would snip the bottom... So they would come down, fan over your Adidas New York. So like a little triangle was, out of out near the ankle. Yeah, and you would snip yeah, it yeah, so yeah. it would just hang neatly on top of the trainers. Really, and that was a thing. Everyone mm. did that. You know, mm. it was kind of like a. I loved it. That was the fashion, and and I remember sort of, you know, lemon yellow Lyle and Scott roll necks and yeah. uh, Grandad cardigans, but with a Y on it. So that sort of Ivy League look that was quite big. You know, yeah. the Ivy League look. You know, the sort of like. Um, yeah, the white. No, I, did, I didn't know the, the reference. Yeah. I didn't really know where it was all coming from, but you just knew. Yeah. If you if you if you don't want to look like a fucking nobody, you yeah. better make sure like, like obviously there was like a school issue jumper, mm. and it was like wearing that. It's just like fucking forget it. Yeah. But so you'd be bad be badgering my mum to get like a Slazinger one. <laughs> or yeah. yeah. Or, or or a Fred Perry or a Lion yeah, Scott yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. A slashing um, one, fuck hell, yeah. And if you could get away with it, because you obviously... was still, yeah. You were obviously supposed to wear the white shirt, a normal white shirt and a tie, but someone, every day there would be a few kids in assembly where they're trying to clock who's wearing a polo shirt, trying to pass it off as a shirt. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember thin it was tie. A, yeah, go on, sorry. Thin tie, Farris. Yeah, you would wear the reverse of the tie, so you'd have the... Not the fat bit, you'd have the thin bit hanging down. Yeah. That was the thing at our school. So it was any way you could subvert yeah. the uniform rules. So and get someone away would. With it. So you might get away with a white polo shirt because no one looks that closely at you. But then someone said, yeah. "Why have you got that on?" Whatever. But some people would go, "Fuck it," and they would wear like, like you say, like a lemon yellow polo shirt, tennis like a tennis shirt, yeah, underneath, and, and trying to wear. And it's like, what are you doing? Trying to like pass that off as a white shirt. I oh, know, ridiculous. And then they would be I, sent I to the office well, and they'd have to yeah. wear something with like big collars then, wouldn't they? I remember as well when the collar pin came in. In fact, that's still a thing now. You know the collar pin where you'd have like the shirt and you'd have like a pin that would go through either side. Mm. And that was that was really when I was there. And then if you really were flash, you'd have like a chain on the front of it as well. Um, and that, that was a real thing. And people and then they banned collar pins at school. So I would, people used to wear right. So I'd say first, second, third year for me were was that fashion didn't change. Yeah. And there were there were sort of uh, Adidas tracksuit tops and hoodie yeah. tops that were mm-hmm. fucking cool at the time. The main the, the king of it being Colorado, which was like you can still you can still get them like you know. And I, whenever if I see one suddenly like in some like nice little corner of a sports shop that's got a bit of retro gear, I still I still 
can feel viscerally how much I wanted that to be my Christmas present in 1985. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. it, would, that had yeah. lemon, lemon. Well, there's different colours of it. There was actually a re- navy red and royal blue, or mm. there was a lemon, lemon and two tones of blue. Mm. And any kid wearing that is just like fucking hell. That is so fucking cool. Yeah, I remember you know kids coming in and they would they would have the latest kit. So especially after summer holidays or after Christmas, they come in and with a, a, like a top. You think, fucking hell, look at that! That is so cool. You know, and they would they if they had wealthier parents or access to stuff like that, um, they would you know one dad had his one kid had his daddy's gun work in Italy and come back with all the gear, you know, and, and you couldn't get over here. That was the so, thing. Um, if you got someone and you, if you said you went on holiday and came back with something from like a sports shop in Portugal that was just like yeah. not not the same as what everyone else had. You're like winning. Yeah, totally winning. God, you've got, there will be like rare, I mean, I think it was Fila or Sergio Tashini that was like a rare colourway, wasn't there? Like a lime and something or other colour, I can't remember now. And if you had that, it was like, you know, it was like hen's teeth. You just couldn't get it anywhere. It was like, and it automatically made, most ridiculous thing is how shallow it is. If you had that top, you're automatically popular. Everyone thought you were cool. All of a sudden, you weren't a wanker anymore because you had a cool top on. You know, ridiculous, bizarre. What was the? What was the? Yeah, it uh, is totally ridiculous. What was the sports brand? I think it was Italian. It was like Lotti or Lotto or. Remember that Lotto? There's a lot. Yeah, Lotto or Italian. Yeah, Lotto Sport. Obviously, Lacoste as well, and that. Oh, they still exist, Lotto. Yeah, and that was like they still they still supply a lot of gear for tennis players. Yeah, yeah, right. So like they weren't they weren't mainstream. But that's the sort of thing. If someone came back with a top, it's like, hang on a minute, you're being brave enough to go, yeah, there's fucking other makes over here, like, you know, to the side. Yeah, yeah. Like, say, like, Alessi. Mm. There's Alessi. I'm just Googling things. And the other make as well, which is really cool, was Kappa. Yeah, yeah, As Kappa. well. I must admit, Kappa, no. that, that stood the test of time, that. Alessi's all right. I think the logo's yeah. a bit meh. But Kappa, yeah. There, there were certain and feeler to a point that was really that was. Oh yeah, cool, Fe- cool. feelers like feeler to... all all this all those like fucking TV shows that try and recreate it. Everyone has to wear a feeler tracksuit top. Yeah. But the Kappa, the Kappa logo is amazing, and the uh, the repeated logo down the sleeves. Oh, in so a stripe. Good. It's it's yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's I, mean, good, I mean that's good the time, thing, like... but it's. It's, it's interesting because I, 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 I saw it through the eyes of my children. So about five years ago, all that stuff was massively back in. Feel it, LS, Kappa, Champion. Do you remember Champion stuff? Yeah, well, all that of was, that, that was... That was a bit later, right? Yeah, it was. It was a bit later. Um, along with, because the, the, the girls wanted it all, so we bought that. But along with, do you remember anyone that was worth anyone that was worth any of their salt at school had a head bag? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. The tennis bag, bag with a, a bit at the bag. end. I'm, Yes, it. Why that was so insanely popular is beyond me. But it was, it was like everyone. If you were worth anything, or if you were cool, you had to have a head bag. And there'd always yeah. be one kid who might just take that end bit off and just bring that with, like, you know, there was like a detachable <laughs> bit. That was I like, know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And you go, why have you only bought that bit? But it sort of looked cool. It was like I don't need yeah. the whole fucking bag. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had. Um, a, I think I had an Adidas version of the same thing, which, yeah. which was okay, but head was the fucking king, man. Yeah, and the Adidas, I remember Adidas doing some bags that everyone had at one point. They were sort of almost like 
half a circle there was sort of like an elliptical shape and there was one in blue and there was one in brown as well and everyone had there and they were like a, a hold all they weren't like a sh shoulder bag they were like a lift up bag I mean everyone had one of them as well and then I always felt sorry for the kid that would just come into school after summer holidays or after Christmas and had a bag that just said sport on it yeah. <laughs> and there was always one wasn't there with like an awful graphic of a 1970s footballer kicking a ball Black and white. Yeah. It, to me, it started to change. I would say 87, 88. What started happening was people started wearing boaters, right? Shoes. As in straw boat? Oh, oh, I thought you meant fucking straw boat. No, boats. no, not, not, in, yeah. not Henley regatta hats. No, as in like deck shoes. Deck shoes, right? Yeah, so that yeah. was preppy, right? So then oh, all the that. shirts. That's part of the Ivy League thing again. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I remember there was a shop called Concept Man. <laughs> in Manchester. Oh, that's so good. In Manchester. Concept man. In Manchester wow. Arndale, right? So yeah. basically, you were going like, I'm, I'm making a step up here from Burton's and Foster's. Concept man, which I then think became River Island. Oh, okay. So what suddenly it was like, the shirts were slightly baggier and they were tucked in, but, but kind of like bagged up. And the buttons on them were sort of brown wooden effect yeah and it then it was like faras were out and black chinos were in right now this so i'm glad i'm literally gonna jump onto this next thing so by that time it was about 88 so i think there's a few years between us so how old would you have been in 88 14 14 so i was 20 so six years between us 88 was the blazer with like a like a, um, uh, a navy or like an, uh, a services badge on it, a roll net, a pair of chinos, mm. a tie with ducks on it, and a pair of brown suede brogues. <laughs> a tie with ducks on it. Yeah, and, and I remember going to a nightclub, uh, nightclubs, and everyone wore it. It was like a unit. It looked, it looked like everyone was in yeah. a, a fucking bowls club or something. Yeah. It was a polar neck underneath a V neck. Yeah, such a weird look. Or it even a everyone... polar neck underneath like a round neck. Yeah. So the yeah, round yeah. necks became like thick, chunky, not thick, but like yeah. it was like a sort of, uh, I don't know what you describe it as, where it's like a more visible knit, you know, like it look, you can see the fucking, the, the sort of pattern, the squares of the knit rather than a yeah, smooth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A smooth jumper, like rather than a woolen look, it was like, and then like stripy shirts came in. Yeah. And you might try and get away with a stripy shirt, but it was all, it was, that was leading towards baggy in a way even though yeah. like when the stone roses came out that was different because it was hoodies and massive jeans what was happening around that time is that everyone was wearing and actually a lot of like say like gen z's now are wearing oversized big fucking sweaters and like baggy yeah. clothes like as a Absolutely. nod to that early 90s past yeah yeah but yeah like 88 89 pre pre indie stone roses stuff basically it went it went, yeah. It went sort of crew neck jumper, mm. but you're right. There, were, you might have a you might have a branded pol uh, polo neck underneath it. Yeah, and or, the people or, would be too hot. And a blazer, and a blazer. We, I remember blazer with fucking gold buttons on it. Like I was like some old, some old <laughs> sort of some bowls club or something. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. But everyone had it on. It was weird. it's like a fashion thing. And then and then like you say, it sort of bled in, and it it suddenly just sort of ended, and everyone just started wearing baggy jeans and yeah, uh, wallabies. Or uh, which are now back in palladium boots. Do you remember them? Oh yeah, wallabies. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, palladiums. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they were like a canvas sort of material with a thick rubber sole, like really but a heavy tread on it. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. all back again. I've seen loads of people wearing palladium boots again. Yeah, they look quite um, cool actually. Yeah, yeah, palladiums, yeah, palladiums yeah. have actually stood the test of time. I think they look good. <laughs> yeah, they have. You they, could get away with wearing nice, that. But like, yeah, wallabies. Because like uh, uh, palladiums, the first time it's like mainly girls, and they were like quite light colours. But like black palladiums, yeah. with like you know, you could look almost quite smart with with like black jeans on. Yeah, them, but this, absolutely. Yeah, they look good. And uh, but I remember the wallabies. You get them in like grape colour and lime yellow and yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of browns and sort of electric blue, all sorts of amazing colours. They're always sw they're always um, suede, weren't they? Mm. Suede, velvety sort of material. Um, and and part of it as well was keeping the tag on it. So the tag would sort of flap around at the front. You remember like kickers and yeah, yeah. That's um, there we go. It's a nice little uh, nice little lurch into fashions of yore. Mm. But um, yeah, but it always felt like I know like we're old now, so it, we shouldn't be. In a way, whatever the young people are wearing should make us go, "What the fuck's that?" Right? That's the whole point. Mm. But. There were look, there's been looks along the way that however weird it is that suddenly that's a thing and everyone copies it it sometimes has sort of uh it, at least you've seen you've been able to see what it is leaning into so it might be yeah, the, oh, yeah, like, totally. uh, like the 501s era like there was a mm. there was a there was a time i'd say around 87 where it, you know like the kind of like 501s white t-shirt black leather jacket became a pretty yeah you know the Marlon Brando look, James Dean. That 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 like rears. So like you see someone, you go, well, you know what they're doing. You know what they're trying to, who they're trying to be, or you know, sportswear Cheap, or whatever. Yeah. Like you'd see, you'd see like what the, what the influence is. But when I see current young Gen Z people walking around, it's like not. I'm not knocking it because it's it's really fucking interesting. But it, it really is like random. It's like it's almost like they've run through a charity shop covered in glue, and like lots yeah, of things yeah, that abs absolutely don't match. Or like, yeah. like non. In fact, I've got a friend who's like, she had a she had a birthday thing the other week and I didn't go to it. And she works in fashion and she's only like twenty seven. And on the invite, it said like, non matching was like the theme because it's like that's the vibe at the moment, and they could just like have a laugh with it. But it's almost like look as ridiculous as you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's it. Doesn't say it's it's an interesting thing about what people wear. And I've never, when I was growing up, and maybe this is because I've got older, I'm not looking for it, and I'm not I'm not in those parts of the Venn diagram where it happens. But clothes uh, and music certainly were sort of inextricably linked and became tribal. So you, you'd have skinheads, you'd have yeah, goths, exactly, you'd have yeah. mods, you'd have casuals, you'd have you'd have rockers or whatever you want to call it. But now you don't don't necessarily seem to have that. No. That sort of you know, that sort of skateboardy sort of goth look sort of merged into one look and there's there's no there doesn't seem to be any sort of clear definition between it. It seems to be just like this mixed palette of whatever. And it there doesn't seem to be oh you're a no there's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. It's just, but it, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's almost like people are going now right i'll tell you what's fucking cool and in a way it's a brave thing mm. looking like what people have previously said is the worst fashion you can imagine so that's yeah. why you've got so many people walking around 
like the coolest people now literally look like someone we would have laughed at in, when we were wearing all that sports stuff. Because oh, yeah. so basically it was like without knocking any countries, we thought like what Russian kids look like or someone that came over from Eastern Europe and they had like they still had a mullet and a bit of a mustache and bad denim and kind of like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. really cheap sort of knitwear, like like basically what looked to us like clothes from if you were skint, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that's like, that is a massive trend, that, like, kind of to look like almost like a Eastern European student yeah. exchange. Like, it's a it's, weird one. I yeah, what I, people... yeah, like the mullet, the mullet with the moustache. I've seen that so many times. Yeah. And like a pair of jeans that look like I could do with a good fucking wash. You know, it's it's interesting how... And I, do you know what? I think a lot of that comes from how, not just fashion, but... Of course, fashion always comes from how society changes and how we look at things. So, you know, when I was growing up, there was, you know, there was LGBT plus wasn't even heard of, let alone in the conversation. No. If someone was, you know, if someone was, you know, a homosexual, it was sort of hushed. Oh, have you heard he's gay? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, or if you heard she's lesbian, oh, she, and especially if she was lesbian, that was almost seen like a, a as like a weird thing. But now that's completely gone, and I think that obviously influences music, influences mm. fashion. People don't. There's no. There's no it's an open, it's an open playing great. field, isn't it? It is, and that's good. I think that's really yeah, healthy. It is, good. But, it is you know. good. It's funny because we go, "What's happened to everyone?" There's no tribes anymore, or, or it's yeah. not. There's no tribes. It's, you know, there's definitely a. Obviously, there's a culture war sort of thing happening. Yeah, of but, course. But there aren't identifiable music tribes. You look at a festival. The festival crowd just looks yeah. like the festival crowd. It does, rather than say, yeah, like for example, you you know, you you would wear particular clothes to say. This is what I'm into. This is my culture. So you look at a mod and go, right, I know exactly what bands you're into. I know the sort of people you hang around with. You know, you, you, you just sort of, that's what it was. But now, that's not there. And I think music has crossed genres like that as well. I think people are so much more open-minded about music. You've only got to listen to BBC Radio 6 and they just play everything and anything. Yeah. There's no like, I'm not into that because my fashion dictates that this is the sort of music I'm into. It will it's be not interesting. Like, it's not see. like that anymore. Obviously, the older we get, yeah. the less in tune with it you're going to be. But what just watching Glastonbury over a few more years, you wonder like, yeah. will there be, will there ever be another kind of like, here comes like a fucking genre that suddenly blows up and everyone goes, that's fucking cool. And then, yeah, because even like we're outside of just music, you think about it through the noughties because as that was dying off almost like um fucking footballers like david beckham was like mm. influencing our our like you if you go out in a at the average town center around 2004 you've you've got thousands of beckham haircuts yeah and, and loads of blokes with that alice hairband you remember that yeah yeah, sort yeah. Of the pushback and all that. that that was you're right that was influenced by beckham 100 percent but that, that was yeah. like copying someone, wasn't it? But I mean, the yeah, thing yeah, is, all these people are basically not following the rule, but then the, the, the net result of it is that they all sort of look the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. And I, I think as well that, you know, you've only got to look at what what Glastonbury was and what it's become. So Glastonbury was a place where young people could go and hang out and listen to the music that, that would piss their parents off, mm. you know, and 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 not the sort of straights and it, you can hang out and it, and it is to a point still like that but they've got heritage actually they've got fucking Lionel Richie Elton John it's not yeah it's it's, it's sort of half it's sort of half fucking Glyndebourne you know yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's transcending what it all you know transcend but it, it's kind of isn't what it was and I think that 
I think if anything represents what fashion society is now, I think Glastonbury is kind of sums it up. It is very interesting. There is there is on Netflix there is a a Glastonbury ninety three documentary film. Oh, interesting. And it's really interesting because nothing huge is happening at that point, and it's almost a little bit like Glastonbury is still very much what people think used to think of as what Brighton's like, which is hippies, Mm. dogs on strings. Yeah. People that live, people live in just, buses with dreadlocks. Yeah, exactly juggling. that. And people just yeah, but, and but, it's a safe place to be. You know, whatever sexuality you want to be. But the other you know, yeah, it's but, like a safe haven. Yeah. But but the but the other people that were there were just kind of like, it was sort of clubbers and a few sort of alternatives and quite hippie types. But there wasn't a lot going on. But then it starts to explode, almost like the year later, because then Britpop kicks in and all that. And, exactly, and that's a completely different audience, isn't it? But um, the other thing that's happened is that you forget how long ago that is. Pop culture is now older, so there's there's legendary stuff that people still want to see. That that now there's like decades of it stacking up. So you, once you mix yeah. the bill up, you know you can't make it feel like everything's about being relevant. It's like her- yeah. heritage isn't is stuff that we grew up with now is heritage, but like when we were like the age of like the younger festival goers now it was like that was like the 50s stuff yeah yeah they would do yeah Fucking yeah bananas. basically you would have been out of the comets or something mm. um Akabilk. but uh they they um i mean i think yeah for me i think i think that the the last and great and actually i think we're really honest apart from rock and roll the biggest musical shift ever was dance music without a doubt and that is that continues to bleed into everything yeah. Um, you know, sort of like late, sort of 88 onwards, 87, I think the first house tracks came out. Yeah, really like digitised music breaking yeah, into yeah. pop. Yeah, exactly that. And then everyone had wanted a slice of it. You know, I remember The Cure um, had an album out and, was, and it was called All Mixed Up. And I can't remember what did a dance version of their music because it was just everywhere. Everybody wanted a dance version of their songs. I've been it listening was, to a, a few you know, Cure Happy songs. Happy Mondays, you know, recently yeah. and I tell you A Forest by The Cure what a fucking tune that is mm. oh it's brilliant they're a brilliant band Did you, they, well they played Glastonbury didn't they they were amazing but yeah yeah it was only yeah, and that, it just his voice was amazing oh incredible what a canon of fucking songs they're just limitless hits you know incredible amazing band mm. um, and I never really appreciated them at the time and I think that goes down to well, the fashion that I'm into yeah, yeah. Wasn't, means I'm not wasn't into for that. Me, so yeah, yeah. So I never really, I never really sort of. But then later, it gets played at a disco, and you're like, "Yeah, this used to be on when we were out," and you totally knew you enjoyed the song at the time. Yeah. But you were like, "All right, I'll let I'll let the let the goths have one. I won't go off the dance floor." But in a, in a way, you were yeah. like, "Oh, this is their this is their song," like things yeah. like Jane's Addiction and. Yeah. But look back, and it's just like it's just fucking great music, isn't it? And uh, the thing, and I, I always, I always had that similar uh, sort of feelings about the Smiths. Although I loved the Smiths, I loved their music. I really did love their music. I was sort of in public. I never really sort of not admitted to it, but I wouldn't sort of be part of it because to me, what it was was, you know, people with um, holy, holy jumpers holding onto their sleeves and yeah, waving yeah, their yeah. arms around. You know, God, it's all yeah. like, well, that's not me. That's not cool. No, but same. secretly I love the music. That oh yeah, no, amazing. I didn't. You know, I think in Manchester you were allowed to like them even if you weren't what we would call the studenty Smiths fans. Yeah, it was like you were allowed to be 
not like that because sort of like Johnny Marr, you could tell he was like more of a normal lad. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but again, Marr, yeah, all you're doing is you're projecting yeah. something so that it's like you're giving yourself permission to like it for some reason that doesn't get you bullied. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous, really. Yeah. And maybe that's what the young generation yeah, have got yeah, rid yeah. of, just like they're they're, they're being yeah. very permissive to each other, aren't they? Or or the ones who aren't mm. cunts are. Well, it's been nice chatting with you today, Nico. Fuck off. Or, or should I say neighbour's ball? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, shame wheel. Shame go wheel. And roll, right, go and roll yourself down a hill. Into <laughs> what, a, like that cheese rolling? Yeah, go and, ro- <laughs> go and roll yourself down a hill into a stream so that, so that uh, the, the emergency services have to come and get you for your silly hobby. <laughs> Taking up everybody's time. Uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's do another one soon. And yeah, that'd um, be good. But that'd thank good. you very much for a, a little oh, catch it's up. It's a pleasure. Nice to come on. Um, Were you going to start this podcast? Go, what? Two, three, four. Does it always start like that? Still. Yeah. That's the theme tune. Is it? Oh God. What's the song called? Stupid Hearts Club Forever. Is it? Yeah. Can't you call it Neighbours Ball? That's a far better name. <laughs> Maybe I'll make you a little song with all the nicknames in. For oh, next, that's for the a next good time. idea. Actually, Neighbours Ball's not a bad like, not a bad name for a band. Yeah, it's all right it? to be fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, good to speak to you, man. I'll right, speak mate. to you soon. See yeah. You all the best. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I'm, I'm one. <laughs>